1: Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I am Boyd Hill and I am absolutely delirious with um, jet lag. Because I've just come out from LA today, literally off the plane, into work and now doing this podcast. I was going
0: to say, you look very tanned. So
1: Yeah, it's kind of just like red, I think, from sitting by the uh, pool. Uh, I was working, uh, let me make that crystal clear. That was the voice of Ollie Shorts, who's here in sidekick capacity. Because yes, uh, a while. once again yeah. Once again our friend Josh has abandoned us for whatever, I don't know. Well he's been, been, been in Barcelona. So Josh opted yeah. out, has he? He's opted out. He did go to to be fair to him, he did go to Barcelona yesterday and um, endured sitting in the you know, sitting in the highest level possible. I yeah, he's trying that. to find
0: the Arsene Out banner and destroy it probably. <laughs> the famous banner.
1: Um, so he's not here this week. But we have got East Lower, as he's known on Twitter, Jim Harris, as he's known in real life. Welcome, Jim. Thank you. And the great Luke Kempner is back. Hello. Who does the greatest Arsenal impersonation. impersonation?
2: Uh, yes, look, I must say it, uh, it is a big pleasure for me. And uh, look, if you are the guy who likes opinions, then, uh, then you should not be manager of a football club.
1: Look <laughs> <laughs> is the thing he says quite a lot. Yeah. Look. Yeah, look.
2: Well, I always think he answers with. Uh, you know, if someone says to him, oh, you know, do you still uh, think you can win the league? No, I do not <laughs> think uh, it is out of the question. No, I must say. <laughs> I'm yes, right. No. Yeah. Yes. Uh. I must say, yeah.
1: a lot, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, God. Um, so we're in a situation where we're just reeling from, uh, well, not reeling. I mean, last night's performance at Barcelona, was quite, I said on Twitter it was creditable. And then I got quite a few fans having a go at me for even saying that because we lost 3-1
2: and, you know, saying, is this what it's come to? But but it was the, there uh, were some minutes of hope. There was exactly. I felt a bit. It was a bit like that. You know when when we lost to United in the semi final. Yeah. Um, when we went and we all had our flags and seven minutes of like the greatest night of the Emirates ever, and then it was oh, all yes. crushed. And I felt a bit like that last night until Neymar scored. I thought of eighteen minutes of like this could we, we might be in this, and then even at one one, I was like, oh, there's it was a, the one one.
0: It was the one one because at mm. that point we were we were on top yeah. and we had a lot of chances and th- I thought if we could somehow keep it at 1-1 maybe and get a goal with like 10 minutes to go suddenly like it could be on but then I mean Barcelona you ask, did just you scored really? out at nothing did you really though I, honest, honestly because I watched that you game you dare to dream don't you don't you? <laughs> you, you, you have to have the belief I watched that game <laughs> and, not, and I thought there was absolutely no chance but I think Barcelona played into the way that we like to play um, and we I mean we had, Welbeck had a numerous opportunities. Sanchez had that header. You know, that goes in. And then his chance goes in. Suddenly it's 2-1. Mm. And I, that stadium, to me, watching it, felt a little bit nervy. I just think 100.
2: they had an extra gear. Uh, of course. And it's that thing of like, I, I, I was sort of imagined before the game, I was like, imagine if we're like 2-0 with about five minutes to go. But then they'd still just go. Oh right, well we need to score now, and MSN would have uh, but, yeah, would have understood. Like Bayern anyway.
0: Munich last night, wasn't it? They needed the goal and they scored it. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. They, uh, they went yeah
1: that was the thing that the, 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 uh, struck me on on uh, the American coverage that I was watching, um, Jim. That they used the classic cliche about at this level, you have to put your chances away, and it it did feel like watching. Like we'd be us against Barcelona is like well if we're going to get any chances and we don't and we don't score them then it's yeah just, then
3: it also felt like like it's felt for the last four seasons where it's already over <laughs> mm-hmm. so so the team that you're playing against is it's sort of you know not on the beach quite but they know it's pretty much over and yeah if it gets a little bit hairy they just ramp it up a bit and so yeah, yeah that's I, true I, I did it, yeah there was a stage you're right where it felt like oh this this Quite, quite level, equal game, and got some chances. But you did, you did know full well that they would crank yeah. it up. I guess the done.
1: positives I'm trying to ring from it are t- team selection and tactics. Yeah. I thought pretty much apart from um, Flamini, who obviously got got taken off. I mean, was he injured or was he just? Well, yeah, he he looked can, a bit cross, didn't he? But yeah. um,
3: you know, he's, he he had got a yellow card. Who knows? It? I mean, yeah, ter-
1: absolutely pathetic challenge. Mm, I thought mm, classic Flamini, yeah, pointless. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. didn't need to be done, and kind of attacked leapt at, some, at le- whoever I can't even remember who it was leapt at him
2: and, and got that inevitable yellow card and was then and then he watched the rest of the game in the press spot in the where, the press, where they have the press conferences yeah John Cross like t- tweeted a picture of him just sat there and the players aren't even allowed in there well, it's a sad it's a time because he probably won't play yeah. at the New Camp again. You know, makes well, that's the that really was, Yeah, and Let's be t- honest. Take he's take not
0: leaving our club anytime soon. You know that. You know <laughs> that man's that, got Ollie. another year's contract left that. in him. Oh god! Um, but you know what was most frustrating? But tactically, yeah. so go on. What, no, uh, what was most frustrating? Most, go on. Is you know, Jim mentions the last like four seasons of getting knocked. Well, it's now been six seasons, but it's the last sort of four seasons that really infuriate me when we always just mess things up in the first leg through our own mm. stupidity and naivety yeah. because when we played Bar no at the first time it was i believe it was 2-2 two, two nil we scored in the last minute what are we going to do we go and try and equalize mm. and they go down the other end in the 90th minute because we we put 10 men forward to try and get an equalizer and we would have won that second leg and we would have got through if we had held it at 2-1 against Munich the following season again it was i think it was they we went naive, trying to get them get that equaliser when it was 1-0. And then in the 90th minute, they went and scored and made it 2-0 game over against Monaco. 2-1, when, when you know you're playing against a shit Monaco side, going to their ground, you've you got every chance of winning. We just had a shit game. And we went and fucking let them score in the 90th minute again. And it's the same shit every season with this Champions League bollocks. And I'm just... <laughs> It is, it's so yeah. boring, you know, you, you throw it away because you're naive defending and then you go and have a relatively okay second leg and it's just, it is, it's repetitive, it's
1: boring and, ugh.
3: Hmm.
1: Um, yeah, no, I'm I don't do You want positives, don't you, Boyd? Um, well, I was clinging to the positive that, are, that, well, it's a positive and yet a negative at the same time for me because like, I thought, I thought 10 out of 11 players in team selection was fine um, and the um, tactics were, were good and I thought, you know, the effort the intensity, which is a word I've, everyone's been using—not just me—but I've been using a lot recently—that we'd been lacking, um, was there. They were definitely like on it. But so all of that was positive. Iwobi, you know, kind of bold choice, but I thought was good. Um, and not playing Giroud and definitely playing Welbeck, and all of these things were good. But then you think that positive is kind of negative because if if all of that can he, everyone, from the manager down, like his team selection tactics. And getting them to play at that level of intensity can work in this game the, against Barcelona, where we've got barely any hope. Obviously, it's a huge game, but can't do it every other week in, you know, playing Watford or whoever. That, that's, that's the really, that's the kind of even more infuriating thing as well. That, you know, why can't we do that? Mm. It's become a cliche, but we mm. cannot do that every week, but other teams can.
3: Yeah, it's a, it's a false dawn uh, kind of scenario. And, and it does happen too often. If, you know, we've probably won three in a row. It's probably about the most we've won this season, three in a row, and many of them not that convincing. And you kind of keep hoping, don't you, as a a fan, when you're not mathematically out of the title race? You keep hoping that, look, if we could string a run together, uh, we could we could get close, and we probably could because there will be some points dropped. But the trouble is, we don't show any capability of stringing a run together. It just, you know, we could we, we, we could play that nice attacking direct football like we did for a little bit against Barcelona hmm. and again and all, you know, on Saturday morning at Everton you could easily see us getting beaten 3-0 you just don't know do you it's, it's, it's yeah. impossible to say
2: yeah. I think what what, it, what worries me is sort of when you uh, I remember it was the game when uh, Tottenham were playing Swansea and Fabianski having the game of his life and I thought if that's Arsenal we don't win that game this season and you look at teams like Tottenham, you look at teams like Leicester, they are knocking, knocking on the door, and then they are getting a breakthrough where we don't seem to, and here's that word, intensity, seem to have that intensity in any of those games. Mm. But especially. I mean, it's the United game is the one that's made me more livid than I would have been about that Barcelona game. You can take losing to Barcelona, you can take losing to Bayern, if the intensity is there in those other games, and it just isn't. And it, it's infuriating to watch, mm. I think.
0: The amount of shots that we have on target, not on target, just shots, shots yeah. mm. that we, we have... Watford, Manchester United, um, Swansea, Southampton, and it's you know once annoying, twice you know three, four, like five times, and suddenly like it doesn't seem like it's just a one-off. It's it's happening far far too often for my liking, and um, yeah, if you that's the whole thing with Barcelona yesterday when they had three really good, well, three really good opportunities and um, they scored three goals. One of them was a, a great finish from uh, from Suarez, and, and that was it. It was game over. And I, I just felt like it was, it, it literally was just so easy for them, and yet all, mm. all these things come as like it's so hard for us, and that's what's making it just frustrating to watch every single week. Chances created is you know we're thirteen, fourteen, fifteen chances, and we're not we're scoring one goal. It's not good enough.
2: But that's the point. We created nineteen chances against Barcelona. And to only score one goal, and there was, you know, someone was saying last night on Five Live, you know, there are teams that will go there and won't won't even create four chances. We can create chances, but we, it keeps coming back to that thing, and we haven't got someone who is who is relaxed and clinical in front of goal. You know, nine times out
1: of ten, here's the stat: we had twenty shots on target. Sorry, no, he had 20 shots and three of them were on target. 20 Ooh. shots and against Bar. That must have been target. the
0: highest amount of shots yeah. that they yeah. face in the new camp for I can't even
1: remember. Yeah. For me, like, the, like, the, the really irritating thing for me is like, now that's, this is a new... Uh, kind of, you know, I mean, it's like, for me, having Giroud, having got rid of Giroud as our main choice now, which is that I think we've moved... I mean, I don't think we... I are mean, still at the club and he's like, he'll probably play against Everton, I, mm. I imagine. But... Clearly, in Wenger's mind, at least right now, in the, in the, this couple of weeks, these fixtures, Welbeck is seems to be first choice ahead of him, quite rightly, in my opinion, um, with whatever lineup of supporting attacking players. But not being able to have enough shots on target, no matter who you're playing. Is, is, a, is a kind of real problem Every, well, no matter who he chooses, isn't mm. it? And that's a new development for me, a new depressing development mm. that we used to have lots of shots on target even in our, even in our kind of worst games. It's a thing we manage. It's The, def- the defense issues, defensive issues are still there. I mean, you know, last night, obviously still obviously playing Barcelona, but there were still moments that were completely self-inflicted, weren't they? So it's, it's just like, I still feel it's, it's down to him, to Monsieur Wenger, that he has not sorted out these key issues in the team I think and as, how long can that possibly go on for? Uh,
2: As well, it's that thing of like, so say we do have a striker that is relaxed in front of goal that will score that 25, 30 goals a season and we do have a centre half that is, you know, as good as, you know, company is best and sort of thing. But can Wenger or can the players still get that level of intensity up in those games against West Brom when we drew at Norwich, when we lost to Swansea at home? Because... You know, I feel like with the players we've got are 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 better than that Leicester team. Mm. I really do, but they don't seem to play well enough every week, and don't have they don't seem to want it enough. And I don't understand that. A lot of those players haven't won a league. Why are they not excited? Like Harry yeah. Kane can't can I keep um, complimenting Tottenham, but Harry Kane can't wait to get out on that pitch. Nor can Deli Alley. and it's the same for all those Leicester players.
1: But don't you think it does come from the top though? Because you watch you watch Pochettino, for example. Is that pronounce his name? Um, <laughs> um, uh, suddenly I've got Doubt in my mind That's how you pronounce his name Even though that is How you pronounce his name mm. um, And you watch him like, Interviewed in postmatches And footage of him In training And, there's, and like he's, he's more on it Than, mm. than Vega is I mean I think it comes from that, Those I mean you know In Leicester Ranieri I mean he's kind of like He, he has moments of being Very jovial But they all say about him You know well, He's deadly serious When it comes to training mm. And all these mm. different things I'm sure Vega's very serious As well But there's definitely Do you think have, have we got to the point In the whole In the bigger picture um jim where i mean people even using phrases like he's lost the team you know is kind of all those phrases are starting to come up hmm. uh, do you think that's true do you think it's got to the, do you think the crisis is still there in terms of him and his relationship with the team and getting them to play
3: i think it's probably as worth as bad as it's ever been um you know the, the he, he always says to the journalists oh you know you, you throw the stats at me but the, the stats don't really lie do they it's whatever it is four wins in i think 16 or something and one in eight. Six wins
1: in 17 Well, in this, this calendar year.
3: Yeah. And, and so we're, we, yeah, we're, everything about us it, we're illustrating is, is a team that's in a massive rut. Wenger looks like you know, he's run out of he looks, he looks tired. Um, the team is defending badly, making mistakes. The strikers aren't scoring. The the sort of team, the strategy, sit occasionally, just seems all over the place. They kind mm. of don't seem to have a, a game plan, and that's all a kind of symptom of the fact that we're in a massive rut. And, and the worrying thing is, in the past, maybe years past, two or three games, he would bring us out and we'd we'd sort of pick ourselves up. But we don't seem to be able able to do that at the moment. So I'd say the it is a crisis. And, it is.
1: And the Watford game was because we've got to talk about that because that really. You know, we we're all clinging. You know, we've been... Uh, for months, for weeks, I've been saying, oh, you know, I we assume we're going to get to the cup final. I assume, we, you know, we could, that was our thing. We we're going to win that three... three. That was the thing that was going to kind of save him and, you know, mm. be just enough of an achievement, you know, as it has been for the last two years. But now that's gone. I mean, that 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 day, that whole... That performance, that was like, what was, what was the shape of the team? You know, the, the, everything about it was diabolical, I mean, wasn't it, Ollie? It, it, it was, was just...
0: Everything from the last... <laughs> from January, really, was epitomised in that game. It was, thankfully, I didn't go. I was really ill with flu, or what I'm calling Arsenalitis, because I don't want to go into work right now and face my Tottenham supporting boss. Um, but yeah, I didn't go, so I watched it on TV, and it was... He
1: doesn't listen to this podcast, does he? Uh, no, <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't. That would be <laughs> okay. weird if he did, but still.
0: He might want to listen to my voice, <laughs> that would be weird. but yeah. um, No, it, it was really... We just looked so poor yet again, and I'm going to... Mentioned Gabrielle as another poor performance by him, and this is happening. It's, just, it's a it's mistake that's happening every single week or every other week um, with him at the moment. Um, and we're just every game. It seems to be like we're just giving away these goals, and we're you know to be two nil down and then to come out and play on eighty five minutes. It's just unacceptable. These are Premier League teams, and yes, I know that Watford were playing the Championship last season. Um, But they've got a manager who knows what he's doing. And at the moment, we're coming up against managers that seem to tactically outclass Wenger most weeks. Swansea was another one. Van Gaal with a bunch of youths who, I'll be honest with you, I hadn't heard of three of those Manchester United players (laughs) who played against us. Mm. So it's, it's happening every week. And the Watford game was just, oh, and they... We just showed up from 85 minutes when we were 2 0 down. That's not good enough. You're not going to win a game. And the well better chance at the end, I think, you know, I wish it never happened. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want it to happen because now it just aggravates me even more that he missed it. But we didn't deserve to go through. And the whole Walcott having a conversation with all the players, what we're saying after the whole game, uh, we had this... The um, secret meeting. The me- Yeah, the
3: oh,
2: players did meeting. did fuck
0: all, didn't it? <laughs> the not-so-secret meeting. Mm.
2: Ugh. How did Gabriel not get about six red cards for that challenge in the Watford game?
0: That's even more infuriating, I mean,
2: isn't like, it? It wasn't
1: even booked,
2: was it? No. Ugh. And I wonder, when I watched it in, in normal time, as they say, yeah. uh, I thought it was fine. But then he watched it again, It was like, what is he doing? It yeah. was like Tekken. And he literally <laughs> just two-footed, launching himself in a finish him.
0: It, it really is bad, and I think that's it. Another, another. It was like Coquelin against Tottenham. Stupid mistake that, oh, that he crazy. he he cost us against Tottenham. I thought we were on top of it, and then Gabriel he got away with it. Um, but it, it could have cost us again, you know. And oh it's
3: just in, terrible in, in, some, yeah, in, many, in many circumstances we'd be looking at defeat in the quarterfinal after a run of what what's 15 games mm-hmm. that. You'd, and you'd say in in other circumstances you'd say well we had a, a brilliant run in this won it twice in a row you beat that anyone else but the trouble is when you take it with all the other stuff that's going yeah. on it it feels bad but um I, you know it was just a, it is very bad timing to have pulled it. it's not so much losing in a cup quarterfinal because these things happen
1: but well, that have, haven't happened to us for, uh, well, for a year, two yeah, years. Yeah, but, that, but that's
3: football, right? So you can... But it was the,
1: sort of, the one thing that Vega has managed to do is win the FA Cup a lot. I mean, not the one thing, but one of the big things he's managed to do is win it a lot. Incredible record in the Cup. And it was the fact that we were all clinging to that, wasn't mm-hmm. it? And, the, the, you know, the, the... Because we've said before in this podcast that often, when just when you were, you're on the edge of the precipice, for me with Arsenal and with him, particularly his managership, his manager, is that, yeah, his manager, whatever, him being in charge and it feels like everyone is completely getting on his back and he's looking angry and press conferences get out of hand and everyone's, People, the fans start fighting each other outside grounds and all that. Just when he, he, he just managed to pull it back from the brink, usually. But for me, the difference this time was that was the back from the brink game, and we lost it mm. in calamitously embarrassing circumstances.
0: Few 9 games in the, right. we're going to win in a row. And, you and just then, know it. Yeah,
1: so the, the, the Barcelona thing was inevitable. I mean, that was just, that played out exactly pretty much as, as I think most of us expected it. But that was a shocker, wasn't it? I think almost like. Uh, for me, that was a big turning point, I think. Cause it, cause then going to, because getting, getting further in the FA Cup is, is what is kind of could have just been about his defence. Certainly winning it for three times in a row would have been a great thing. But now we're clearly not going to win the league, in my
2: opinion. I just don't see any hope at all. Luke, you're still clinging? Uh, I, oh, I th- love it. Th- the eternal optimist... I still think that it, 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 these things can change very quickly and moods around clubs. I mean like, you know, not two weeks ago people were suddenly saying, I think that, you know, when Rashford started scoring, everyone was saying, oh, Van Hals maybe sorted United out, then they have two losses and again, he's back to being the worst manager ever. And I still think if we can win a couple of games and Tottenham But my question can, to
1: you about that is what about our performances at the moment makes you think we can put a run together? <laughs> Because well, I don't see any, yeah.
3: you know, no. no, there's nothing, and also uh, you, you kind of think the, the kind of thing that should spark you into life is a last-minute winner against the league leaders, uh, which was the Leicester game. You really thought that if that could yeah. spark you into life, yeah. but it hasn't. No. And so, y- y- yes, theoretically and mathematically, mm. of course, it's possible. And you know, we're still up there, roughly. And and I, but it's just it's just all you can do is look at the team as you see it now, and mm. it doesn't look like it's got the it's got the balls to do it.
1: I mean, I think if he. Uh, I mean, I, I'm almost in two much. I think, I actually think, if he stuck with the the kind of most of the team he picked against Barcelona, um, apart from Flamini, and um, like Coquelin instead of Flamini, and kind of that, I think that team, that core group. Um, could put a mini run together, but I still think I, I, the reason I don't think we win. I just think he a he won't do that. and He'll fit Giroud in, which I think at the moment is a big problem for me. I just I think the whole he slows the whole team down. I think we're lumbering with him in the side. Just, I think the whole tactics with him. But this is a terrible.
0: Giroud who, like the, when we played Liverpool, and he scored two goals. He scored something like yeah, was given, thir- thirteen goals in about you know yeah. twenty games, which was. A, sure. a great uh, return for a, for a player of his caliber, I personally thought. But at the beginning of the season, it was Walcott's going to be a number one striker. Then it was Giroud. Yeah. Now yeah. it's Welbeck. Yeah. I mean, who, when's it suddenly going to turn back to being Walcott? Or, I mean, it, it's Venga we, doesn't know. The players don't know that they're not good enough at the moment. And the worst thing is that our form and the way that we're actually playing football over the last mm. three four months. Doesn't but give we, anyone any confidence. But
1: don't, Ollie, don't we at least look better with that attacking lineup going forward? Well, like we did against Barcelona, you know. On, and and, and in, in, when he picks, I'm not picking on Giroud because I don't like him. I'm picking him. Because I just think, I just think Welbeck's a much better option.
0: I think Welbeck gives you what Giroud does in strength, but there's also a little bit of speed there yeah, as well. Right. Agreed. However, I mean, Welbeck for, I think he's been brilliant since he's come back. Yeah, he still doesn't cut it for me as a, as a first choice Arsenal striker. No way. Oh no! I mean,
1: I still think we, I still want him to invest thirty five million no, in, a, the, in a proper.
0: That's <laughs> the, the most frustrating thing is like, to any of you actually think he is? I don't. I don't think come nine. If we come fourth or third, um, which probably most likely scenario, I don't think he's going to look at it and be like, we need to go and.
1: Improve. Well, this is the interesting. So let's talk about. Well, I'm intrigued with what's going to happen because it is so. Because uh, I think. I mean, we've talk, we talk about it every week, but I still think every, it kind of changes subtly. And like in, in, I watched him in the, one of the post-match pe- press... Oh no, was it might have been before the Barcelona game, either before or after. And he kind of was talking about... And they were all saying to him, you know, what would... Is it, you know, your own pride and you don't want to go out on a low? And he kind of said, interestingly, that I don't worry about that kind of thing. And he was like, it, doesn't, it wouldn't bother me if I went... You know, if he... If basically, what he said was, if everything went horribly wrong, he would still take the decision... To go if he felt it was the right thing to do, and he wouldn't worry about, you know, that it, it besmir- he's ruined his legacy to go on. But I think it's pretty unlikely there's going to go out on a high now, you know, if we can't wait years mm. and years and years. So, Luke, I don't know if, about you, but for me, like, if we don't win the you know, I don't think we are going to win the league. And if we come third or fourth, and we're out of all the other things now, and that, and I just think. I think people's level of unhappiness is going to be much greater, even greater than it has been last year, and leaving
2: him in a very difficult position. I think even this podcast now, yeah. you know, like I, I've, you know, I've never seen us or heard us. we just it just sort of feels a bit like no one knows what the answers are anymore. And yeah. you know, I was, I was thinking about on the way here. You know, I've been supporting Arsenal for twenty years. And uh, so Wenger is, is such a massive influence, not only on Arsenal, but on my life in general. Yeah. So I will never be able to say, get him out. But it's come, it has come to a point now where it's even like last season, you sort of, oh, Willie won't in and he wins the FA Cup. Where now it is got to a point, like you say, if we do lose out to Tottenham or Leicester, you've got to go, well, what... what there's no excuse anymore. Mm. It's not about right. money. It, and it, and, it, and the, I was going to say earlier when we were talking about the, you know, the confidence of those players is so low now. And, and Wenger's the one that's got to bring them up. But he doesn't seem to be able to. And I worry. Yeah. Do you see any... any do you
1: really think, this is my question, if those things do happen, if the most obvious... Um, and we're, it's, all, it's all hypothetical, but you know, it seems to me incredibly obvious that we will end up finishing third or fourth. And uh, certainly not winning the Premier League, and then and not winning anything else. Does it? Do you think he can really just carry on blithely, and you know, in that with you know, people accept it? Do you, I mean, is nodding that he will. I, I
3: mean, I, I think, I think he, it, yeah, I do. I mean, because I'll, I don't think the board would sack him, put it that way. And I don't think they should. Oh no, it. I don't think they'll sack him. And, I, I, no, no, I agree. I, I think. I think the only thing I could see that would happen, well, two things. The first would be that he decides, you know, he, he takes a stock and he looks around, and he always says, "I'm self very self-critical. Don't you worry about that." I, I do. He says it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. okay. You have to take him at his word sometimes, and uh, and I and I think he might think I don't. You know, this is this is probably a good time to do it, or he'll see out his his contract. But I mean, I can see I can see him staying another year.
0: Can see him staying longer than that. I think he'll get given another contract. Personally,
3: I don't. I mean, the the no. words
0: of Cronky um, the other week, and I, I wrote them down. I don't know what if boy you probably got them in front of you. I have. Yeah, you've written,
1: you do a very good menu, Ollie. What
0: did he, what did he say last? So week?
1: These, these actual words of Cronkey, is that what you're this telling the, me? Word in word. what context? Like what was this? He is for? an
0: interview that he did just before the Watford game?
1: Really? He never gives interviews though. Are you sure you haven't invented? This isn't parody. no no No. <laughs> So according to you, he said, I like the way you've written, his comments last week, unacceptable as an owner of a sports club. That's your editorialising there. He said, if you want to win championships, then you would never get involved. What does that mean? Like, what does he mean? Why is he getting involved then?
3: The funny thing about that, it's like everything with Arsenal, is incredibly nuanced. Because if you read the whole thing through, that that ah, that, that mean, sentence in its on right. its own sounds absurd. Yes. I mean, you know, why? Yeah. but if you read it through, he kind right. of he kind of says, at least this is how I read it. Maybe I'm being too kind to him. He kind of says that you, you need to sort out the finances before you go and buy the big players, and that's that's what we do rather than just going on a massive splurge. Oh, I, see. I okay, think.
0: Uh, yeah, he did mention obviously the the Man Cities and the oil money, but still, we
3: not cut him slack. I, I, we've I, you have got
0: know. so much money, go and do it, wasn't it? Wenger said when we the whole stadium came about that we are going to move from Highbury it was like, we're doing this so we can compete with your Barcelona, your Real Madrid, your, Bayern, mm. your, your Milan's at the time and whatnot, the, the big boys in Europe and what was it? We're now ranked 10th in... Which is the all-time low for us yeah. for, in, in, in how many years. So actually like, we've moved. Yes, times have changed. Yes, you've got all this Chelsea money, some Man City money um, but we have money to compete but we're not using it. And that's the most frustrating thing. If we were using it and it wasn't working, then I think a lot of people would just be like, well, at least we're giving it a go. The most mm. most frustrating thing for everyone is we're not competing where we where we believe and where the club should be. Um, and we have lots of money. So
2: but but I think the money uh, conversation or the money argument has got to a point now where I, I sort of don't think that that's always the answer now because you look at what Tottenham and and, and Leicester have done and it's sort of like I remember the end of last season um, Rob from Arsenal Fan TV was talking about uh, Ben Teke was the player we should go and get. Well, look at Ben Teke and we talked about Schneiderlin as the player that we're coming in and you know he can barely get in the team at United. And it's sort of I don't know if money is always the answer. I feel like these group of players could be top of the league and should be top of the league. They have lost games that they should not have lost, and I, I don't think money is always the answer. But I
1: think what Ollie, I think, Ollie's right though, because for me, I know I've said this before about Schneider and I think if we'd have bought him, he would do a big plus for our team. You know, he that's p- the He'd have played out of position. Yeah, lost you know, his confidence. Well, right, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. possible as I well. Or oh, even Benteke. I mean, I just think to not that decision to not or that abdication of a decision, if you like, to not invest in outfield players. Was will will come to be seen as an incredibly insane thing because just and and it is that that lack of willing to take a risk on you know just on any no one at all you know that was for me. It will be in
3: it will be in one of the final chapters where they say you know he didn't invest on a single outfield player. I think that will be one of the one of the things that you remember along with losing six nil on his a thousandth game, which I, I just I have to say you know you play badly. And I thought, you know, you kind of think, you play badly and, and you lose one 2 nil, fine. You don't lose 4-0 at Southampton, f- with all the greatest respect to Southampton. Mm. You, you, if you're not playing well, you shut up shop. You shouldn't be losing 6-0 at Chelsea. You shouldn't be losing 8-2 at Man United. And there's that kind of fault line, which does occasionally mm. bubble up to the surface. Unfortunately, at the moment, it's there. Um, and, you yeah, know, when we're good, we're very good. And, and
0: when we're bad, we're, we're shocking. I think Wenger, I mean, he must look at the season. And I think he is hating the, the possibility of, well, it's either Tottenham or Leicester. He must absolutely hate that. He's, has, he's had for the last 10 years his excuse book of money from Chelsea, from Manchester United, Man City. He's had that the whole time. That is now
1: gone. So I heard someone on the radio the other day saying something like about that point saying, um, well, what he'll say is, um, whatever happens with it, save Leicester or, God, God forbid, Spurs win. <laughs> that, oh, yeah, but then Chelsea, City, Man United didn't. So, like, they spent loads of money, and they haven't won. That that should be what he says. So,
0: what I'd always counter that (laughs) is, I I personally think Oli Chessis was here last week. He said every manager should be sacked, which is obviously a complete extreme. Mm. But, actually, when you look at it, at the start of next season, Liverpool will be with a new, different manager who started this season. Manchester United... Chelsea and Man City will all start next season with a different manager that started this season except for us Right, and they've all come right. below Tottenham and Leicester and for me I don't think that says it all well, we're, yeah. we're, the only, we're the only club that has the same ending every <laughs> mm. time and
1: my argument against that that theory about all the you know all, all the, the big spending rivals not doing well this season is that, that they have won the league in recent memory most you know fairly regularly so you know they've, they've done it they don't, you know. Obviously, it's embarrassing. The Chelsea is particularly embarrassing. Brilliant. But we can't. Wenger, I don't think we can then stand back and go, well, look, they've all fucked up because they, you know, they've had them. We're the ones who fucked up really, <laughs> relentlessly year after year when it comes to winning this particular league.
3: But it's, 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 it's such a difficult, it's a, a difficult argument, which is why we always end up going around everyone. It's a great pub conversation, and it, it's so difficult because if you, if you look at Wenger, you say, he is our greatest ever manager. He's lasted 20 years, which he, there's almost no managers who aren't brilliant. You can't last that long if you're not brilliant at what you do. You just can't. And OK, it's gone a bit stale now. It, it definitely has. But you still, look, I think, unfortunately, some of that kind of broader analysis has gone out the window, and it's got a bit personal, which I really, I'm very sad about mm. because I, I, I think the man has been an amazing manager. He's a great ambassador for the club. Yeah. He's erudite yeah. and intelligent and all that kind of stuff. And unfortunately, some of that's kind of been forgotten. Um, that's not to say I I think he should stay on because I don't. I think mm. I think it's time. I think it is time for a change. But uh, I think it's a shame that um, that uh, a little bit more respect isn't shown.
1: But I think it's oh, you're right. I agree with that. Yeah, the lack of. I think it, it seems to be from what I can. My, I may be wrong, but like younger fans yeah, on social that, media, isn't yeah, yeah. it? Who kind of didn't live through? I mean, this is going to sound patronising, but I think it's true. Didn't live through. You know the George Graham years and the and the you know some of and even before before George Graham brought us into winning stuff again, we had a long period where we didn't win stuff. Pre George Graham, I can just about remember. But it's like all they see now is this run of. Of, of year after year after year of deja vu and not and having a huge amount of money as well they see all this so the story right now for them is we've got a huge amount of money he's not spending it he's stubborn he's still doing substitutions on the 70th minute you know it's like all of this kind of, it, it's yeah. a it, i can see it from their point of view is what i'm saying mm-hmm. and i don't i don't um, condone it because i think all of them showing him disrespect is terrible but equally like, you know, from their point of view, it's, it's just a weird situation, isn't it? In a unique, in, in world football, looking at all the other big clubs, you know, Bar- you know the, the manager of Barcelona was saying, you know, other, the, we're on six month contracts soon, let alone being here yeah, 20 yeah. years. It's such a unique, bizarre, and it's like, for me, like, we've all, we're all kind of in like a prison, really, of Arsenbrenner's own making, and the clubs are making where there's no
2: way out. Except for him eventually deciding to go one of you, and that is completely well, bizarre. Right, like, like last night I was listening to Five Live after the um, Barcelona game, and um, there was a guy that came on, and he said uh, he was born in 1999, and uh, and, and this is sounding patronising, oh, but I'm, I'm 28 myself, so yeah. I'm, not, I'm not, you know, I don't consider myself old. But he born in 1999, and uh, you know, and they asked him, "Well, do you remember the Invincibles?" And he's like, "I've got it on DVD," and wow, um, he said, know, "I sort I of remember it." And it's just like so. You're, uh, yeah. I, I totally agree with that point. Is that those? And he's seventeen. He's not like you know. He's not you know. Yeah. He's not like he's nine. Yeah. He's seventeen, and he's lived through this time of seeing Vengas. And no, no wonder there's a lot of fans who are just going, "What? Why are we yeah, sticking with this God guy?" Thing.
1: Yeah, because it's a it's, difference between because a lot. Of, I see a lot of people trying to go and learn your history. You know, people don't. There's difference between knowing the history, and they know that you know they've heard of the. But I'm sure they know about them even further back. But there's difference between living through it and actually just seeing it as a thing in the past, and then living through this. If you're just born in, in the period, it must be it must seem weird. And and not to be there while he's winning the most important trophies.
0: Let's not forget though, like i I my first season ticket um with Arsenal was ninety seven, ninety eight, seven so that was, uh, the venger's Wenger's first full year as manager. But yeah. I remember George Graham and I remember it well. Yeah. Um, but this is a, a manager who in 89, won the league. 91, won the league. Won the League Cup and FA Cup in 93. Cup Winners' Cup in 94. Cup Winners' Cup final in, in 95. Oh. It's not like we were stars of success oh, before
3: before, before, um, course, before yeah. Wenger.
0: What Wenger did, he revolutionised the club. And our football was attractive. It wasn't 1-0 to the Arsenal. We were no longer like the laughing stock in that sense of boring, boring Arsenal. We were a club going places that was playing attractive football week in, week out. And we were winning things. That's what was so amazing about Wenger. But you we had great success with George Graham. And oh, I yeah. mean so, I was yeah. I was very young, I don't remember ninety one, but I remember, you know, Cup Winners Cup finals mm. and I and, and I remember that. I remember against Palmer and I remember David Seaman's semi final save um, you know, in ninety five. You know, these are things that I do remember and he was a he was a great manager for us and obviously a lot happened with George Graham in his in him. In the last few months, uh, in his Arsenal career, but again, Bruce Rioch came in. I know he didn't do very well, but we still came Sondheim's like fifth, Sberg sixth, camp. didn't we? And, yeah, you know, and we got, got into the Europa uh, into yeah. UEFA Cup in, yeah. in his final season as Arsenal. So it wasn't like this is like totally new the success when Wenger came. We were a big club, the yeah, third of biggest course. club in, in, of in England. Of course, but I
1: think it's it's like I think I think I think I think, I'm, I think he is the greatest manager in, in our history. Even, I, but I agree with all of that. I mean, George Graham was great. Did you do a George Graham impression? Luke? No, no, I okay. don't. Right. No, Not fine. since he went to Spurs. No, <laughs> good. Yeah. Um, but I think um, the difference now is that like even you know, it, it, it's this kind of weird. It's 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 the weird situation where there's no boss above all of that stuff that we all know about Wenger that's gonna that would we'll ever get rid of him. The whole thing, the whole it's, thing it's not is, accountable to anyone. Not, is no, no, it. it's that's it, isn't it? Yeah, there's the, I mean, he did have that speech before the Barcelona about how he built the club, you know, almost single-handedly mm. with that. Which I think people slightly misinterpreted, but he did. I thought that was misguided timing, I have to say, to kind of the trouble stuff for The, the you trouble know. for him
3: is, unfortunately, and this is why it's going to be. I think quite difficult for him, whatever happens. Is that uh, pretty much anything he says now? People jump on, uh, mm. and and they, and they take it the way they want to take it. Yeah. And and whether he was well advised to do it or not, unfortunately, pretty much everything he says now, people say, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That's true. And and it's it's a shame because how do you get how do you bring yourself back from that without? Sh- I mean, I suppose winning <laughs> that's the, the ultimate yeah. one. Mm. But um, it is a difficult. It is it feel? It feels like kind of end of days ish for him. And I wish it wish it wouldn't be that way. But that's what mm. it feels like.
1: But is it really end of days? Is it is it or is, is it feels like end of days now? But that's I, know, like I, know. I can see him getting another contract. I'm telling you, that man is getting Luke wants to carry years. on doing the impression of his I'm sure I, mean. yeah. I
2: just think if he doesn't... Uh, 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 not, he doesn't have to win the league, but I think if he doesn't at least change the mood around the club in yeah. his next nine games, I, th- I think he will step aside. Do you? Do you I, and always? they won't sack him. And, and I, like we were saying earlier, I, I, that has to be no. his choice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, with, oh, yeah. That's
1: the only question: Will all, he consider? Painted as his choice.
2: Yeah. But I, I, I just, I mean, I've, I think it's Darren at
1: Arsenal who's you know one of my who who said something recently on Twitter about how you know you can't like. <laughs> That fans can't even imagine the moment when he's not there. It's so inconceivable, isn't it? It's I like, can't even. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I, it's like the it's moment like like would explode. Would self
0: combust. You'll if, get a message. Yeah, someone will be like, yeah. "He's gone," and you'll just be like, "You won't. You. Yeah. You won't have a clue what to do with yourself." Yeah. Because I don't. It's I, like yeah. yeah
3: but 2 or 3 years ago had we said that had we had we sat here and said um, would you you know what would you'd be utterly astonished if Wenger left mm. like to even even 2 or 3 years ago but i think now yes it would be it would be a a, a big shock because he's been there so long but it wouldn't be a massive surprise would it I, I mean i
1: um it's not so it's not such a massive surprise as as um it's, it's gone on so long that it's t- it's difficult to imagine the club without him mm. and and the, and the um the deja vu and all the same things happening. It's it's, div- it's to stop that whole process suddenly and you know have someone. It's just it is difficult to kind of picture, it, isn't it? I guess is that is the difference. Yeah, I'm, I mean, also, it, all logic points to him absolutely. Fucking for God's sake, finally walking away. I mean, I I think he should. I, I just think the staleness has got out of hand now. You know, I think it's it's you know unless he pulls out the miracle of winning the league which i just don't think is going to happen then i just think he has to go away but i still so even though i think logically he should and you know luke's saying he, he might and can see i just can't imagine that moment yeah it's it's so we're so much a prison of of him really. he's like, he's <laughs> like a part of the family it's, i mean arsenal is a family
3: that you love and he's been at the figure he's been if he, for almost all of it he's been an absolutely fantastic figurehead he still is a fantastic mm. figurehead um I would, uh, but and it kind of feels like he's part of the furniture and you know sometimes that can be a good thing and sometimes it can be a bad thing which is why you sit we sit around a table and, and we never quite come to a conclusion about it ultimately because it's it's complicated yeah, you We're, want him
0: to sit in like the director's box every like Ferguson do you? I do I, whatever I, I know that things I aren't I mean, great I, no, at the I, moment I, and I know that there's been a lot <laughs> of people who are disgruntled with the way that he's managed things but Come, whenever the time comes that he leaves I will always remember him for the
1: absolute joy oh, yeah, that no, he brought me I, I, and I, I, I would
0: love him to just sit there enjoy uh, Arsenal at this club that, that he has kind of <laughs> built in a way the last sort of 20 years
1: I just can't imagine him doing that thing it's more that I can't imagine him wanting to no. see him Can I, you do no, it? I think it's that Ferguson. thing
2: J- James from Gunnerblog said to me he was like uh, I think it's a shame that he could have walked away after the 2014 FA Cup, yes, absolutely, and that would yeah. have been perfect. And he implied himself that he was thinking about it, yeah. and it would have sewn it up in a little box, and I would have cried my eyes out at yeah. his leaving speech. But now, it's, it's it, like you were saying, there's no conclusion because you sit there sitting there going, it sort of has to happen, and I hate it, I hate yeah. it, it, but it has to happen now. Hmm. The mood is so this fans fighting between each other. They're not turning
3: it's, up either. This is the other thing: is people, are, you know, people are, and I know, I mean, it's all, it's all fairly anecdotal of course but these things tend to be but um but i know plenty of people who just who just who are sticking on the ticket exchange by as a matter of course i don't want to yeah, go anymore yeah, yeah. and um, and you know and unfortunately it's hard to shift that mood isn't it yeah.
1: the only way you can shift it is by yeah. winning and, and winning more than once yeah, yeah. <laughs> well you know let's think, we've been running around in circles talking about Vayner. it's my fault i just can't i can't when is this podcast gonna be
0: positive again
1: when we do something... Well, we haven't lost two key games, you know, in a row and been... Like, I, won't I, mean, be was, played, I won't be played well. Yeah, won't be played well. And the other positive I wanted to mention, actually, uh, while we're here, is... Um, is well, there was another positive, I can't remember.
0: Oh, you've forgotten it. El El Nene,
1: thank you. No, El Nene in general. Yeah. He's good, isn't he? Yeah. He's having shots on goal. He's making some good runs. Yeah, him in general. In fact, someone on Twitter wanted to mention that because, of course, Josh said he wasn't good enough. Before you he really seen him play, yeah. so we have to make the point that Josh was wrong because he does seem, it, for me, he seems a positive. No, you're, you're, he's, no, he's, no, no, Ollie's like looking at me like I'm mad. No.
0: no, 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 I don't, I don't, I actually think he's been a the shining light of a
1: yes, a, of the, a terrible, a, terrible, yes, terrible, a terrible team. Run.
0: But
3: actually, yeah. I think going back to the you know, the, the, the Barcelona game, the, one of the things that was quite exciting is for ages, especially at home where we've been a bit found out, yeah. if we've done that classic really slow. Slow plodding forward yeah. where you and you get to the end of your d and it's left, right, left right exactly. and, that, and and you might get it with a set piece at the end or a bit of luck, but what was great about that is we were some very with some very direct play and yeah. v- really pacey yeah. and that 's what we 've been crying out for. Then, exactly, all, pretty much all. Season. You've summed
1: up exactly what my positive yeah. was about that game as well. Thank you, and thanks for reminding me about Nene because I knew that it was definitely him. So let's we've got to move on though to predictions. And I apologise for just for me being um, jet lagged and just witching on about Wenger like I have done for about the last boy, ten months. <laughs> It'd be so weird to have a podcast. I mean, when if I mean, he has to go eventually. That's you know, but you know he can't weird? carry on till he's one hundred and two. What's
0: weird about <laughs> this podcast is you haven't mentioned the need for Theo Walcott to come into the team.
1: Well, I've been, I'm, on a, I'm, on a, I'm trying to stop going on about him, Theo. And I did retweet a good article about him, which was very good by... I can't remember it was the other day. But if you look at my feed... Defend, well, he's defending him against the insane attacks. The, thanks, the thanks for actually drawing me <laughs> into defending him, <laughs> yes. you bastard. I can't believe it. I went through all whole podcast, so what going on about him? Sorry, sorry. More importantly, we've got the Everton away game, 12.45 on Saturday. Luke, what's going to happen in that game?
2: I think we are going to win 3-2. I like it, And I think Lukaku is going to score both of those goals. He would have been a good signing for us. Where do you want a good signing <laughs> for us? <laughs> uh,
3: Jim? I think um, you know, it would be hilarious having just put everything down for the last sort of, uh, yeah. 45 minutes for us to go and win. Um, I think the fact we play Wednesday night and it's 12.45 on Saturday, I think it's going, be, it's going to be a very difficult game to win. And they just come off the back of a great result against Chelsea. Um, I think, Draw.
1: Uh, what's the actual score? One one. One one. Ollie.
0: I don't think I've ever come on here <laughs> and predicted an Arsenal loss, but I'm going to <gasps> I think we'll lose two one. And I think it will be probably two nil. I think the uh, the will score both of them and then we'll score in the last five minutes, probably. Similar to the Watford game.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna predict a defeat as well and I think it's gonna be uh, yeah, it's gonna be a huge, huge problem for everyone. <laughs> 'Cause there's a big gap after those the international fixtures aren't there I mean, after that. And...
0: Irrelevant of the the big gap. <laughs> West Ham and breathing down our necks.
2: Yeah. Come on, guys. Yeah. don't no, forget we're gonna, we're gonna win. Lose. No, oh god. I <laughs> think we're gonna lose
1: one nil. It's gonna be a really yeah Depressing. I mean the, the, I hope I'm wrong I really hope I'm wrong but the, I can the see only it's thing that you depressing
3: the only thing that, <laughs> that might go in our favour is that Martinez is, is, is a bit of a sort of Wenger light in many respects and uh, his team play great attacking football and aren't always the best defending so um,
2: maybe yeah. two peas in a pod yeah, it was that uh, dark day that wasn't it a couple of years ago when they beat us 3-0 and yeah, they yeah, just absolutely not, that was a whole Everton
0: are not very good at home this, uh, this mm. season I think they got the 17th worst home record in the league oh that's and, a good start um, something like that or maybe 16th uh, but don't quote me Um, but just typical of Arsenal just to go there and and lose and I haven't seen anything in the last three months that would suggest Mm. otherwise
1: we'll see Um, thanks very much to Jim Luke and Ollie and uh, we'll be back next week Uh, maybe I'll I'll be less jet-lagged and talk less shit thanks bye Bye. 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 this is a Playback Media production get all the associated links for this podcast at arsenalupforgrabs.com If you would like to sponsor or advertise on this podcast, please call our marketing partners, Sports Revolution, on 0207 580 2850 or drop them a line at info at sportsrevolution.co.uk. Sports Social
2: Podcast Network.